Welcome to the Inspirational Educators Podcast. My name is Nancy McHale. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Before we get into today's topic, I asked a group on Facebook if you can wave a magic wand and improve anything in your teaching, what would that be? And I got a variety of answers, which included motivating how, you know, we, we didn't learn how to motivate our students or more classroom management techniques or how to reach all learners. So I got a variety of, of responses. And what that made me really be motivated myself to do is to create a space for teachers where we can talk about how to intrinsically motivate our students, how to effectively manage our classrooms and effectively teach our students. So I, this is all to say that I am introducing the Thriving Teacher Academy. We start March 20th and we will be talking about all of these things. We'll be talking about how to motivate our students in a way that is not just external motivation like rewards and things like that, but really digging deep and find helping our students find that intrinsic motivation. How to effectively manage classrooms. We'll be talking about all the strategies that are effective and that can work for your classroom, your specific classroom, and how to effectively teach our students to reach all learners and help them think a way where they can think critically, analyze situations, think on a higher level. So the Thriving Teacher Academy starts on March 20th. You can go to buildaproject.net slash thriving teacher to join us. It'll be a community of teachers and we're all going to be in it together and talking about all of these things and much, much more. I hope to see you on the inside. So something I also told myself when I kind of made a shift recently was that I wanted to be more open about kind of what's going on in the business and even personally on some level. And in terms of business, um, I we are working on a new look for the website, which I'm very excited about. It's really funny because what cult like the the you know talking about branding alone, the colors that I originally was I guess attracted to for the business aren't what like came out to be what like the end result. So. You know, I was kind of doing everything on my own and then I, I finally got help. <laughs> Someone really amazing is helping me do my website. And I took this quiz online to tell me what my colors are. And it was vastly different from what I originally chose. And I really love the color. So I'm super excited about how the, the website's going to look. And if you don't already know, I do have hands-on project-based learning resources on my website at buildaproject.net slash shop. And these resources range from a variety of topics, from science topics to social studies to math to reading novels, and they're all project-based learning 
well, they're not all project-based learning, but they're all very interactive. Most of them are project-based learning and all of it is planned out and ready for you to just implement with your students. So you can visit there and see all of the different options and there's templates in the packets, like they're like 30, 40 page packets. So they're very, very effective. I use them with my own students and now my own children. And I personally enjoy them every time and my kids love it too. One thing that I loved doing as a teacher was having centers. That was my number one thing that I loved to do. I loved centers because it really allowed for so many different kinds of learning opportunities. And we get, before we get into the benefits, just to clarify, centers or another word for it could be stations around the room are areas around the room where you have some sort of activity set up. This can range and look different from having centers in the room. And that's what I'll be going over today, just like the different types of centers and how you can set them up. And of course, I'll be going over the benefits of different ways of setting up stations and just the semantics of how we can make them work efficiently so that it work, it, it goes smoothly. So you may have heard of centers like there's like reading centers or science centers or math centers. So there's different kinds of centers, which we will go into. But before that, I would really like to talk about the benefits because there are so many. So amongst like the more, more obvious benefits, if, if students are working together in centers, there is collaboration, even promoting independence, allowing time for each student to kind of think on their own and work at their own pace. So that leads me to my first main point is that it really allows these students to work at their own pace. It allows for those students that have a hard time or need to work on assignment a little bit longer. And it also allows the students that need to be challenged because you can set up the centers in a way where each student is working at their own level. And even in one center, you can say the blue group has to do this assignment and the red group has to do this assignment. So you can differentiate into in its own center. When I even I shouldn't say when I was a student because it kind of applies now when I learn something new, I need time on my own to learn it and absolve it and wrap my head around the new concept. And I think I talked about this in the last episode, but when I learn a new concept, I need time to myself, like without the teacher talking so that I can absorb it on my own. And so a centers allow for this as well. It also allows for you to have more one-on-one time with each student. So if the centers are set up efficiently, you can walk around the classroom and work with students individually and help them where needed. Centers allow for the setup of unique activities. I remember when I was a 
I remember when I was in the classroom, I always found like fun games and activities that I really wanted to do with my students, but sometimes I just didn't have time to do it as a whole group. So I would use these games and fun activities in the centers. You can have a game center that reviews content and then have students practice it. So you can, it really allows for more flexibility in the type of activity and retention or review that you do with your students. So there are a few different ways that you can set up centers and you don't have to have just one kind of center of like one a day or, or a few times a week. Like if you wanted to do different types of centers throughout the day, you can do that because there, like I said, there are different ways that you can go about it and it could be very effective in even teaching new content. And then again, allowing for that small group or one-on-one -on -one instruction. So there are always the subject centers, right? Like a reading, like reading centers. There's maybe three or four different reading centers or science centers or math centers. So you can always do it that way. One thing that I, the way that I taught reading was through reading centers. I worked with a small group and every group had their own different kind of book according to their reading level. And that's the group I worked with. And then I set up other reading centers that had to do with each child's book. And they would rotate every 15 minutes or whatever it may be. You can do science centers. So you can have like one main topic that you're learning about. And then each station does a different activity about it. So for example, if you are doing the plant cycle. You can set up a station where the students are planting the seeds. Another station could be cutting and pasting the parts of the plant cycle. And the last station could be creating the plant cycle out of Play-Doh. So you can make it very interactive and hands-on. You can even have like one of those stations be a writing about the plant cycle. So you're incorporating writing in there too. Another type of centers that you could do is kind of like an end of day center <laughs> centers where you have an accumulation of everything you did. Like it could be one center is a science center, one center is math, one center is reading, however you want to do it. One could be just games. One can be like a catch-up center where the kids catch up on the work that they haven't finished. So you can have it be an accumulation of everything you did at for the day and it could be like review games or finishing up work or an extra activity that you found that you want them to do about the topic and this allows again to break up the day it's not all sitting in their chairs not all you know 
like sitting and staring at the front of the room, they are rotating, they're interacting with each other, and they're still doing the learning that they're supposed to be doing. So those were the two main types of centers that I always did. And you can play around with it and kind of use it to your advantage. Like the centers, not every center has to be a full blown out game or hands-on activity. Like I said, you can have a center be a space where kids have to catch up on their work. You can have a silent reading center. So you can like incorporate it and then the kids are are rotating and moving around and they know like, okay, I'm going to stop this in 15 minutes and then we're going to go to the next activity or the next spot. And then it allows for each student to be able to do different things and have the opportunity to do everything, right? Like sometimes kids that finish quickly read a lot more than others, but then those those kids that are always catching up don't have the opportunity to read as much. So this allows for each kid to do everything. And they know that, you know, they get used to the, the timing and all of that. Now getting into semantics, like the logistics of setting up centers. So in the beginning, when you start to implement centers, it will take some time for students to get used to the rotation, to the timing, to just what it is and and how to be in the center, how to work in the center. So it will take maybe a one or two weeks to really get the flow of it. But the more you do it, the more that they'll just know what to do, right? Another helpful thing is depending on the type of center, you might want to have like an individual folder for each student to maybe take from center to center, or you can have folders at the centers and then they keep it at the center and it has like the information. You can have like the information in a little tray basket at each center, which leads me to my next suggestion of making sure to prep all the materials before the centers. So have everything already laid out. So like this is one of those things where you will work a lot more before the center, but it's nice because once you like set it all up, you just facilitate. So you just have to walk around and make sure everybody's on task and help where needed. But like before that, you are setting up any materials, maybe even instructions. So you don't have to like go to each center and give each instruction. You can so set everything up as much as you can before at each station. Before you send them off to centers, it's worthwhile to talk about the centers, talk about each one, talk about what they're supposed to do. You can talk about like the etiquette of being in centers and not being too loud. So other group, you're not, you know, they're not disturbing other groups. So kind of setting the ground, the groundwork for it. On the same topic as materials, save those materials for the next week or the next school year because you can always reuse it. 
And just know that not every center has to be super creative. Like I mentioned before, it could be as simple as like use this time to write in your journal or, you know, it could be simple things like that or do a quick write about something. I would say to try to balance it out. Maybe you have one very hands-on center and then maybe the other ones are a little bit more low-key. But this will take, you know, if you're not used to stations or centers, this will take some, you know, trial and error and getting used to. But I promise you that it's worthwhile and you can do so much more with your students in having centers rather than just kind of one teaching all day. I would love to know if you implement centers in your classroom. So message me on Instagram or email me at nancy at buildaproject.net and let me know. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, rate it on Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me today and I will see you next time.